Let's go. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Y'all know what's up, man. This is the Chop Up. Chop Up show, specifically. Here on Facebook and YouTube, I am Damo, the political plug. Here with some wonderful people. Who you want Toy G? Yeah, I'm sorry. I've jumped in, you know, uh, but I'm just that excited to be here. It's your girl Toy G here with the plug, here with the homies. Just definitely excited here with the comment section. Love that y'all tapped in. JD was going down. Finally tapped in. Much love from South Florida and everybody else. Real quick, I want to come at y'all with a statistic. Almost 10% of our listeners are located out of the United States. So shout out to y'all in the 50 states representing, but also shout out to uh, uh, the United Kingdom. Shout out to uh, uh, Ghana. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to a couple other places. Let me, yeah, let me get my statistics Nigeria, right. You know Real quick. Who else is repping? It, I mean, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of love. The Virgin Islands, Australia, all of y'all tap in. So shout out to that international love on the top of Definitely got a shout out to the international love, but uh, not to the haters. Other dude, no education is elevation. George Lee, aka Lee, don't forget the Lee, George Lee speaks.com. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all know that tomorrow, guy. actually Wednesday night, y'all catch me on campus conversations. But listen, y'all do me a favor though, and go on and go to Spotify and Apple iTunes, I mean, Apple Podcasts, and go on and subscribe and download our latest episodes. You feel what I'm saying? Especially y'all that's watching right now on YouTube and on Facebook. You know what I mean? Definitely have the podcast all edited up nice for you. You feel me? Right now on wherever you listen to podcasts at. Yeah. Yeah, I know what it is. So um shout out to Alexis. He said, I'm from I'm from I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Shout out, yeah. shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, already. Uh but to go ahead and get it started, um Toya, you can go ahead and do the snapshot. <laughs> all right, well. Um, interestingly enough, today uh, started with some mourning um, across the nation and in a lot of ways because of his work around the world. Uh, we know that former Secretary of Defense Colin Powell uh, passed away at the age of 84 from COVID. He uh, was said to and they made sure to uh, put in the headlines that he had. Uh, received the vaccine and passed away. Um, but also an important context for that is that he had pancreatic cancer, I believe, as well as Parkinson's disease. So a couple of uh, secondary and tertiary things that really influenced uh, his immune system. Yeah, immune, you know, and so the compromisation is there. Um, a lot of people took to social media after the news started rolling in and in the same ways we always do kind of give their condolences and really started to reflect on the legacy of Colin Powell, recognizing all the things that he did to influence the Gulf War um, and the ways that he was able to, on an international level, really communicate and inspire a lot of those plans and potentials for that. Um, he was a get in, get out war, if only necessary, uh, try to bring it to a close. Don't open a mission without knowing how it's going to be executed and closed out type of person. Um, mm -hmm. And so he was praised in hell in the 80s and 90s, uh, highly speculated to run for president eventually. Um, that never happened, but he took on some other important roles, the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and a whole bunch of important stuff. Here's where his story gets a little bit interesting. Um, 
the 9-11 happens. And at that point, we are in a position with the George W. Bush, the second Bush, uh, after he'd already, you know, rocked with the first one. Uh, the second Bush was like, yo, we got to go over there and get some business now. Apparently, he took some bad intel and got up in front of the whole wide world and was like, they got weapons of mass destruction. We got to go get them. Um, and so we're going to go to war. This is our justification for going to war uh, with with these this region, in this region. And what did we find out? There was not many me any weapons of mass destruction. There was a lot of oil. There's a lot of uh, human rights abuses. There was a lot of uh, funny business for 20 years or so. We just recently ended the war that was inspired by his sworn testimony that it was bad business going on over there. So a lot of people died. A lot of people been dying. A lot of right. people still dying as right. a result of us initiating that conflict. And so we get here and I want to know, because, you know, as young black children, you know, in America, we are given images of people. And I feel like to get us out of Sojourner Truth and to get us out of Harriet Tubman, to get us out of Martin Luther King, we start getting more contemporary leaders when we was in school. Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice. You know what I'm saying? These type of figures, you know what I'm saying? You get some uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, you might get a little uh, Shirley Chisholm, you start getting some other, you know, big hitters and big players. So talk to me about y'all's relationship to Colin Powell. I think I think that this 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 tweet from Dr. Mark Lamont Hill, for mm -hmm. me, he right in the head. Uh, Dr. Mark Lamont Hill said at the personal level, Colin Powell was a nice man. He was also a trailblazer, but he was also a military leader and a key strategist of an empire that killed countless people and undermined the sovereignty of multiple nations. And our memory and our memorials, we must be honest about all of this. And I think that when it comes to me thinking about being a straight black man from, you feel me, Bryan, Texas, uh, the, 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 the position and image of Colin Powell in many instances, you feel me, for me was very empowering growing up in Bryan, Texas, because I ain't know nothing about no imperialism, no colonialism. I wasn't very critical of the empire of America at all and thought that any black person, you feel me, experiencing mobility or any black person being represented in this empire is obviously something good now of course you know what i'm saying when i became more conscious you see what i'm saying i started learning more of the political social implications of what colin powell was doing and how it had implications she feel me mm -hmm. internationally in terms of how uh like to end this rant a thing we grew up i know me and damo heard very young in our consciousness you feel me one person's terrorist is another person's patriot. One person's mm -hmm. patriot is another person's terrorist. And I yeah. think that Colin Powell, for me, you feel me personally, not speaking for nobody else, but for me personally, I think that that's what Colin Powell, you know what I'm saying, represents. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, I uh, I struggled with Colin Powell like a lot. Colin Powell was like the first time where it was like, this is like before Obama, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I first started paying attention to politics in, in, in 2000, mm -hmm. uh, like during that election, because like I literally heard a joke about, and this is my introduction into like, like the Republican Democrat paradigm. My older sister repeated a joke about um, if Bush got elected, black people was going back to the cotton fields. Hmm. She repeated that joke. Like, and I took that very serious. Like, that's, <laughs> that's literally the foundation of like why I am the political plug today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, so for, for me, like that, that association with the Bush administration, the association with like Republicanism, with Republicans, with conservatism, uh, I, I struggled with being able to, as specifically at that time, praise Colin Powell. But could never go in so far as to like be critical of them 
because it was like at that time, like like early two thousands, like he was the pin, like Colin Powell was the pinnacle of what Black America, you know what I'm saying, could become hmm. for America. You feel me? Like highly respected. I, I mean, and on on both sides of the spectrum, you know what I'm saying, both Democrats and Republicans respect. That's why he was. People could could would assume that he would run for president because it's like who don't fuck with Colin Powell, mm-hmm. right? If you had if, if there was a if there was a perception bone in your body, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if, if there was if, if there was a perception of like before Obama, like this is the like this is the untouchable black man. This is who you look up to. This is who you respect. You know what I'm saying? This is who you adhere to. Is motherfucking I- Colin Powell. Yeah, I feel and, like somebody posted something, and not to, but it was like three black men during his kind of era that were really strong voices. I think, like objectively in the community, it was like Colin Powell, Brian Gumble, and like I think somebody said like Roland Martin or something like that. But I wasn't familiar. That that's where that that one kind of threw me off. But I was I'm not familiar with like his early journalistic work and contributions and stuff like that. So no, nah, I, I mean I think I think I think Colin Powell was set apart. Like he. Colin Powell was pretty much the nigga who passed the the torch to Obama. Colin Powell was interesting. Like so, I mean, because and, and what what set him apart even even more so is he was one of the first people to be like, we got it wrong. You know what I'm saying? When it came to uh, like being in Afghanistan and Iraq, and you know what that like you said the initial information, he was one of the like, yeah, we got it wrong, and and and. Really began to distance himself from the from the uh, Republican Party, and was one of the major reasons why Barack Obama became president. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean? uh-huh, go ahead. My bad. Nah, I mean, so it, Colin Powell was that dude. Like, and it's hard. And even with the even Selena said right though. Know, Selena said like growing up, I, I looked up the Colin Powell and kind of Lisa Rice. Like, yeah, it's but, the, but and this was the thing though, it like. Most niggas don't really. It's it, the distinction between Democrat and Republican is cultural. It's yeah. it, it, it's ideological in a way, but insofar as how we understand these groups as cultures, right? And at that time, niggas had no niggas didn't have the problem with conservatism that they had. You know what I'm saying? Like opinion, at, the only person always had an issue with is Clarence Thomas. Like Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas, I can go back in the exactly. archive. Can't see a time when he was ever good. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else though. Had they had a heyday, but, had a moment. But, but Colin Powell, like <laughs> he was Colin Powell was like in you know, what I mean, when we come into like the 90s, early like the 2000s, was the respectable nigga. Yeah, for sure. He was the respectable nigga. Obama took that over a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Once he popped up, but yeah, Colin Powell was that. Well, I feel like we asked the next question that I'm about to ask y'all in relationship to Colin Powell. Now that y'all reflected on what he meant to y'all, kind of how, you know, he was a a figure in your lives. Uh, People pass away. And because of the day and time we live in, you know, we we get a couple condolences, a couple red, a couple clean tweets, a couple clean posts. And then all of a sudden the criticism start. And so for him, his his passing has been surrounded by you know skepticism and criticism from everybody from anti-imperialists to anti-vaxxers. You know what I'm saying? Just like a whole lot of people have been like picking apart his passing. And so I guess my last question to y'all is when is it fair to like what's the time limit? You know what I'm saying? When is it fair to or is it 
no time limit. Do you just go in on people as soon as they pass away? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's proper form for dealing with the passing of a leader or of a person who got a sketchy pass or something that we don't agree with? Like, is it fair or foul that he, his legacy is getting this treatment first day, first morning? Well, you know me. I'm a um, I'm a because I'm so I'm I'm against celebrity culture the way that I am. You know what I'm saying I'm I'm against deifying public figures, like and I because I think criticism is is crucial to growth development all of that shit. I, whenever like credit like, especially given the given what the criticism is related to, like he was the respectable Negro for the imperialism. You know what I'm saying like all of the and everything that came along with American imperialism. You know what I'm saying so. As much as we can say culturally within the United States and within black neighborhoods and within black educational institutions, he had like he represented, you know what I'm saying, what niggas wanted to be. But the impact of uh, what he worked for, you know what I'm saying, killed other brown people, was responsible for the death of a, of a lot of uh, of a bunch of other brown people. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the balance means that if if. If there is no hesitation in praising him, then the criticism should also have really no uh, restrictions in terms of when it should be put out there because balance is important. So right. if if for every time he's praised, he's criticized, so be. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. Wait. Yeah, I, I think that I feel like I answer your question with a question and be like, for who? I think that I agree with Damo, right? Nobody is above criticism, even in death. You feel me? Nobody is immune to criticism, even in death. But I really recognize there's a pattern of anti-blackness to make it where niggas being held to high threshold of accountability and responsibility in life and in death. And I think that in terms of like political narratives, there's been a lot of anti-blackness in them high in them headlines when it comes to Colin Powell. And I even say that being critical of how he was integral and how he contributed to the imperialism of America. But I still recognize there's a lot of inconsistency and energy when it comes from the bipartisan, you feel me, headlines in terms of how his death is being given. You feel me? And I'm just thinking of like investing out of the blue said, you feel me, in the comment section when George Bush Sr. died. Goddamn, everybody that had some power or that had some political capital was literally on, you know what I'm saying, the resistance. Like, hey, we got to have some respect. Guys, you got to have time, guys. It's not the time and place, X, Y, and Z. And I think that there's something always resolved, always something reserved for white people and whiteness to be seen as being transcendental all the time. No matter, yeah. I don't give a fuck if they, I don't give a fuck if they, if, if they, disrespected the entirety of everybody that got killed or the everybody that died in the AIDS, I'm saying AIDS pandemic mixed in with them saying, you feel me, your mama and your daddy is full of shit mixed in with them, you feel me, because if you're being real, there's a lot of shit that George Bush did. Yeah, A lot of folks felt like, hey, and, and where I'm from, George Bush literally, George Bush Sr. was on a, his, his, his dead body was on a train from like Houston, Texas, and literally went through my hometown because my hometown is where George Bush Library is. Yeah, you know definitely. And me, I remember you feel me. Could you you weren't able to criticize it? So again, yeah. think about it. Like, hey, long Colin Powell, you was George Bush's the, the junior's homeboy. You feel me? And, th and think about it though. Hold on, and think about it though. Think about it. Bush, Bush, the the Gore situation that was you know what I'm saying that was you know what I'm saying fifty fifty. But when it came to John Kerry, he kicked his ass. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Black people weren't hey, fucking with John hey, Kerry. Funny is when you were saying something about your uh, how you came in how you came into a politics. I came into politics as an eighth grader at Sam Rayburn Middle School because they told me that if George Bush was reelected, he was going to take our food stamps. He was going to kick me off. <laughs> uh, I remember this. Like it was, I had been thirteen years old. It was two, it was oh four. Hold on, we're gonna have to talk about that, bro. We're gonna talk about that because it's something we need to explore. It's literally like, don't get me wrong, 2000, I was in fifth grade, it's that and the other, but the first time I was conscious of politics and how it can have an impact on my livelihood. It was fear, right? It was fear. Literally saying, if George Bush is reelected, we're not gonna get no more food stamps. And literally, it it was real. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, and listen, it would, and and looking for me, it was. If George Bush is elected, we going back to the cotton field, seventh grade, Argentine middle school. I was in history yeah, class. Eighth, that eighth, shit was to- tormenting. Oh, folks, John Kerry. But, but I look, mean, I, I, you know, I mean, did read the conversation. I was just, you just thought about it. I was like, damn. Well, no, because the thing that I was about to say was Colin Powell went, a, like, was a large part of legitimizing patriotism to black people legitimizing conservatism for black people. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like when we talk about oh, even no, today, right? You, you said, yeah, yes. Yeah. He was, Colin Powell was the first black, te- uh, the the uh, first black, what was it? Secretary of State? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the like the, he, he was, the, he, he, was the nigga that got, he was the nigga that got closest to the motherfucking presidency before Obama. He sniffed it. Like he was, he was, he was a nigga away from being president. You feel me? And so with like with that kind of relationship, I mean you 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 attach kind of these rights onto that, but even with with that being a black strong figure, you know what I'm saying? No, for real. Like I, I mean, I we would have to, I don't want to say no, but the controversies don't seem to stay. His biggest controversy is fucking uh the endorsing the war on terror. Nah, the war on terror. Yeah, like the the going into Afghanistan and Iraq. That's his biggest shit. That's where he fuck up. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, but we look at it today. Like you would say, you would say that's the block. Like that's not as conservative. Would you say? Would y'all say that Colin Powell? Nah, nah. Not because he was in. I would say on him or what? Like how? I would say he. I would say he. I would say he died a conservative. Not a, he. He didn't die a Republican. Though. He didn't. He didn't die a Republican. I can probably, I knowing what I know about him, I could agree. I won't pretend like I was into the latest, you know, thoughts, feelings, and sentiments of Colin Powell, but that seems reasonable. I don't see him aligning with the the, the kind of Trumpian America that has been created. I don't, I don't see him riding for that at all. Touché. I mean, like especially with, with with what Republicans represent now, uh, Colin Powell, like I said, went a long way in legitimizing. Like neoconservatism to black people, because there was there's a distinction between Ronald Reagan's conservatism and then the Bush era conservatism. You feel me? And Colin Powell went a, went a large way in that those neocons that came that were all a part of a Bush administration, like the the mindset and the logic that came. Like black people don't look at like motherfuckers our generation look at people like Donald Rumsfeld and um, a motherfucker like. Uh, Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. our generation, we grew up on George Bush don't care about black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like our relationship with the people that Colin Powell called colleagues was is different than the generation before us. Oh, you know what I mean? 
So like they wasn't like it, it was it was the it was the motherfuckers that was just barely above us that was like George Bush is the devil. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's like this it it it, it fucked niggas head up to see Kanye West rocking with Donald Trump when this is the same nigga that was standing next to uh Mike Myers during Katrina talking about George, George Bush don't George care Bush about black people. Don't care about black people. Right. Trump you know what I'm saying? But right, but, but these are two different brands of conservatism. Bush era neo neo conservatism was legitimized to black people by Colin Powell. You feel me? Donald and Trump, right? And kind of these rights too. And kind of these not so much her, but yeah, rights too. I mean, but I don't I don't want to take away from her either. I don't you know, know what I'm saying. But but because of but because of uh, but because you know what I'm saying Colin Powell was that dude, bro. Especially when it came to. And, and and you know black people got a certain perception when it comes to the military, like being able to <laughs> go through it. You feel me? It was like, again, it, it was the Bush era neocons where the later generations was like, we not fucking with y'all, but the older generations, Colin Powell was that was was that dude, and and he's the reason why, like you know, uh, uh, Mitch, not not Mitch McConnell, but. Uh, the vice president Dick Cheney and them got got away with a lot of shit that they got away with, and black people weren't as outraged because hey, hey, they didn't give a fuck about that shit. Uh, so, hey, you know my model research of a me search. Selena had to say I had to Google it, and the headline say he said that he is no longer calling himself a Republican and that he was voting for Biden. So yeah, you know, I thought you can wrap it up now, Toya. I was just curious about. I was. Well, um, I think the 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 thing that I and I heard like an interview from some lady who worked in the White House around the time he was in most of his power. And uh, one of the things that she reflected on in talking about him was that he really um, regretted what he did. And he knew that it would leave a stain and a tarnish on his legacy. It was something that he was not like concerned about because you can't really rehabilitate the initiation of a war, but something that he knew would you know, really augment what we know and how we reflect on his life. And so, you know, you want to be able to celebrate people in life and in death. You want to be able to give them their condolences and flowers, but also be critical. Um, we talk a lot about being able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Um, imperialism in the military is not something I bang with, which is why, like, I couldn't necessarily hit like on a lot of, you know, but at the same time, I have respect and acknowledge people who pass away, um, especially when they do it in what seems like genuine service. Uh, to their country. Um, one of the things that, uh, who was that? J.D. Floyd said was that I gave a fair and uh, solid summation of who, of who Colin Powell is. And that was the goal because, you know, these important black people who shape our reality, you know, in this country and on this planet, we got to talk about them, uh, good, bad, and ugly. So rest in peace to Colin Powell and all those things, uh, criticism still at the forefront of the conversation, but somebody passed away today. We can acknowledge that. Well, there it is. That's the snap. Ciao. All right. So uh, with that being said, uh, we could go ahead and move into the political chop. We haven't had one of these in a while. Um, and the reason why we haven't had one of these in a while is because nobody gives a fuck about politics anymore. Uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden is motherfucking white bread compared to the sheet cake full of icing with that big red rose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. on the corner when it comes to political conversation. Yeah. But I'm going to force it on you motherfuckers anyway. We're going to talk about... <laughs> that, was a, that was a hell of an analogy, by the way. That was, you're crazy. 
but like let's let's keep it a stack. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and and I want to play a game similar to Where's Waldo, uh, but we're gonna call it Where's Kamala. Where's Kamala? <laughs> sure. Where can can somebody please? I we keep getting like statements about like very generic shit. There was a statement about Colin Powell breaking barriers. She's making comments about climate change and all this other shit. But from your perspective, has there been anything significant said? Um, any significant statement, significant action that's come out of the office of the vice president? That made y'all be like, okay, there's something, anything. I mean, no. And the reason why is that, <laughs> here's why I'll say no, is that I know as a vice president, she has been tasked with immigration. We've seen the failures with that from just our regular immigration issues to that shutdown at the border when people's under the bridge to what happened to Haitians to how we navigate the situation with bringing um, people from uh, Afghanistan here. And so, like there's just a lot of hmm, I guess coming from the things she was primarily tasked to do in my perspective. And there has been change and recourse and reform, but I don't know that it's materialized anything interesting. And I don't really sit and research immigration. And so it ain't but ain't nothing hitting the headlines. Oh, it's nothing good. Nothing. nothing good. Uh the whole Haitian shit, that that's an immigration issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Very saying? Very much like the, the uh so if 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 we going based off of anything that got to do with immigration, <laughs> and then that we, may be why you ain't heard from her ass. We continue down the list of you know line items that we're mostly concerned about, mostly interested in. Um, you know they're in these these uh, debt selling talks and conversations right now, which is really taking up a lot of time and space. And I get that part too, you know, but. What part of the debt ceiling is directly dealing with policing and reallocating? Right. Oh, my fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I mean she she really ain't got nothing. Like she's she's not even a significant voice in that. Right. Yeah. So. What you think, I mean, I'm trying to be critical and thinking about like I don't listen. Dick Cheney can do a motherfucking thing. Mike Pence can do a motherfucking thing. Joe Biden can do a motherfucking thing. You <laughs> feel me? Be, be consistent in what I expect from her in her position of being vice president and thinking about in my conscious, you know what I'm saying, experience of what vice president will do. It's like, what do I expect her to do based off what other people have done? It's like, hey, Joe Biden gave us a whole bunch of Uncle Joe memes. You feel me? Where Dick Cheney got shot in the face or some shit like that. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really trying to be pragmatic in what I expect her to do and what she's doing. And right now I'm having a hard time becoming the, you know what I'm saying, really being like she ain't doing enough or you feel me? Because it's like. There's also, you know, our barometer for enough is kind of latched onto this perception of who she's trying to be and trying to become, right? She needs to have a bigger presence because if she wants to win again, whatever, whatever, but you can't do that. It's a lot of reasons why she can't even act like she cares about running for president right now. That's just such a big distraction. You know what I'm saying? From everything, like the regular presidential agenda on top of this debt ceiling crisis that we in, on top of the yep. pandemic, on top of it, like, yep. so she can't yep. even move like she, they like, cause girl, what are you doing? Like you are, yep. you're playing out of turn right now. So that is, 
you know, and, and, and kind of align with what Leah's saying, but like times 10, because it's like, not only do I not know what to expect you to be doing anyway, because what do vice presidents do? But I, you better not be doing shit right now to try to make yourself look appealing because it makes you look like you're going rogue from a presidency that is not doing well at all. Right. That is not high in approval. That is not high in just general liking on either side by their own party. So you just, you ain't got no time to be campaigning, girl. Sit down. And I ain't too for you saying that though. I have heard Joe Biden's presidency be compared to Jimmy Carter in terms of it being lackluster. And just completely, office. just like, but crash. I'm thinking like, damn, how we go from Donald Trump being like anybody but this guy to being like, man, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> Bro, listen, yes. listen. If if I could compare this presidency to anything, it would be a hamburger, like not even a cheeseburger. Like literally a hamburger. <laughs> like y'all have y'all ever thought like who just orders the hamburger, right? Like when you get a burger, when you get a when you get a burger, you think it like cheese, beef, you feel me? Who just orders the hamburger? That's what like literally wrapped in that. Oh, remember the white the white wrapper that they would come in McDonald's hamburgers. Yeah. Not the cheeseburger, just bland. And shout out to, shout out to our lactose people. Y'all know what we're trying to say. We understand. Yeah. You lactose people. I don't <laughs> right. eat because I can't eat cheese. You know, right, you right, right. Cheese. You know, you. But you know, you you would prefer the, the cheese. That's why you mad. You mad because you would prefer the cheese, right? Sorry. But that's but that's what you that's what you get though. And so, you know, and I think on this question of expectations, it's important to note that the whole her, her being there was was to shatter what what was to be expected. You feel me? So if you got to go back to well, what did Joe Biden do as vice president or what did, you know what I'm saying, Dick Cheney do as vice president? And Dick Cheney actually did a lot. Like motherfuckers actually say that Dick Cheney was the brains behind the uh, war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and George Bush was more so the figurehead mouthpiece of the whole shit just kind of went along with everything. But with that being said, I have to ask y'all as Voting age adults. Is there anything about this fucking presidency that would make y'all feel like in what 2024? You like she could be the next president of the United States. Anything. You said is there anything or could there be anything? Is, is got, there anything the- right now? You know, you know, like I got the alley oop, baby. I got, I got the thing that'll get my vote or that'll get me a little bit closer to thinking about. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. We go and and we gonna get there though. We we gonna get there. And these comments too. So we gotta holler at them as well. Yeah, we gonna we gonna get there because I know once we start talking about Kamala, motherfuckers. I know I'm giving y'all the soapbox to get up and talk shit about this woman, but I want to make something clear. I advocated for for her vice presidency. I advocated for the presidency of Joe Biden. So therefore, it is my responsibility to make sure that I hold them accountable. You know what I'm saying? Especially as a as 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 a part of the media, the chop up is the media. I'm letting you know. I'm I advocated. Media. Yeah, you media guy. I'm just Toya Green. Toya Green media. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but with that being said, though, uh, Toya, you saying no? There's nothing. I got that you've not, seen no, so far. Not, not, nothing that I see that will entice anything. I think she's almost. Did she freeze? Froze right in the middle of the statement. Yeah. Hey, well, why, well, why, well, why she coming back? I'll say, I think that 
going back to that lift every voice and scene, you know what I'm saying? Playing just if you can if you can start doing some shit, you feel me? Like, hey, money talking, bullshit walk, if you have some type of way to be able to materialize some of the bullshit you was, you know what I'm saying, promising. I think no, 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 no. I'm gonna ask, I'm, I want I'm gonna get to what y'all think can get niggas to vote. I want to know, you know, like you know how you know how they do like uh because I think we we approaching like halfway through this shit. So like if, if you had like a, a, a mid-season mid-season MVP, you feel me? Like would like halfway through it, do you think you would be on, on path to being like, yeah, Kamala Biden or, or Kamala whoever 2024? No. <laughs> no. The, the UAC UAC Nathan. Nothing. Nothing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not beating my chest about it. I'm not advocating for it. I'm not. Just. I'm waiting. I'm looking like everybody else. I, right now, it ain't been nothing that'll get me excited to go to the booth. You feel me? In terms of by, uh, voting again for a Biden Harris, you know what I'm saying? Ticket. Um. I, I feel like there's been a lot of empty promises and a whole bunch of cute symbolic justice, but the most is empty. All of it's empty. So. Right. It's like you know, and I guess the answer to the question, me and Toya know what they could do to be able to. Get no, no, them. I'm gonna ask that. I'm gonna ask that. But right that's yeah. yeah, the question they're doing right now. Yeah. Nah, I mean, and listen, one of this is what I was gonna say before I got cut out. The one thing I cannot overstate is how much everybody collectively, even Democrats, are displeased. Right? I think a lot of Black people are independents at this point, um, and they are. I, I think they're in a really interesting predicament to kind of see a path where they can, with a straight face, as I'm guilty, me too, Damo made his, 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 his explanation, his declaration of who he voted for and shit. I was there. I was in the conversation nine and shit. Rode the footage. I was there. Um, no more. Never. I can't. And I, I just, I can't. And I'm not a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? So, But Democrats are displeased. Like, the approval rating is so low and it's getting lower. These supply chain issues, y'all Christmas coming, y'all not getting shit. Y'all better buy y'all turkeys and stuff like that now because grocery stores, stores, supply chains jacked up and they got to blame somebody. And so not only do I don't think do I not think there's anything out there that makes Kamala an option. I don't think there's anything out there that makes any candidate of the Democratic Party an option. And that is something that I just I I, I think we're going to see come to fruition as we get to 2022. Niggas is down bad. Well, I mean, this part masking Colin Powell. Do you have any kids, nigga? I can vote for. You know, <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is that Republican? Or do you got any kids, nigga? Oh. Uh, but you know what's crazy? Let's get. I, I do want to get to some of these comments before uh, yeah. we get to the last question on on this part of the uh, political chat. Uh, a lot, I, of I wanna, lot of comments. A lot, a lot, a lot, so, a lot, a lot of comments. A lot of comments. So first, you know, what I'm saying when we when we get into this conversation about Kamala, yeah, you know I mean, you got. Jaleesa said, "Yeah, but she planning to go in for the top seat. It's she expect we uh, uh expected her to do more, without a doubt. Like that's why when George talking about what other motherfuckers did, can't hold her to that standard. I kind of did. You ain't expect to do I, I no, because we knew why she was there. We just kind of hoped, but ex- hopes and expectations are different things." I didn't mean to cut that off, but that is just where I'm at. Well, I mean, to be honest, like you, you go right along with the, the next comment. We expect too much from her. Kamala, uh, we knew who she was. Let's not. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 
Why hey, hey, uh, hey, Cardinals, it reminded me of that old Cardinals the thing. We knew who they were. Yeah. Where were we? Hey, where were we? <laughs> yeah. I just seen that clip a couple days ago. Yeah. Hey, JD Floyd said, right, we are stockholmed from Trump Pence. Yeah, like when it was like, at least they're not Trump, right? You know what I'm saying? When you fed a bunch of bullshit and then you get to eat a little bit of McDonald's, you're going to think McDonald's is gourmet. If you go from slop to McDonald's, McDonald's is gourmet. Right? Uh, that boy Van said, come on, guys. Kamala had early access, yo. <laughs> Snoop and Pac in college before their albums drop. She's one of us. Yo, know side-eye like a motherfucker. Dance also followed up and said, I expected nothing from this presidency but placeholding and damage control. That's a little bit uh, further toward the bottom. And yeah. JD said, I expect politicians to politic. I'm going to do a plug for a show. Um, I, I love a good political drama. Um, and Designated Survivor. The plot of it is very interesting. If you don't know what the Designated Survivor is in the government, there is individuals who, somebody in the cabinet who is not able to go to like the State of the Union or meetings where everybody is. And the reason why is that yeah. if something go down, they next up for secession. This show explores the world where that happens. And what it was interesting for, because I mean, in this TV, and I understand I get that, just like Gray's ain't a real hospital, but it's some shit that's real. And so just watching decision-making conversations, the way that they calculate, the way that they think about it, this whole notion of politicians, politicking, it is something else to watch and see in an up-close, very interesting way. So I'm going to plug that show. It's on Netflix, Designated Survivor, but also very much the I watched the first season. Is it more than one season? Is it more than one season? Yeah, it's multiple seasons. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. multiple seasons. There are three seasons. And so it's it's really interesting. But like you said, um, people are satisfied with McDonald's when they've been getting a whole lot of nothing. And I think that's what we were told is that we was getting, you know, not only a Happy Meal, but a nice little toy. And I think Kamala was the, the little plush toy that we were supposed to get. I don't know. We, right. sometimes we like the toy, sometimes we don't. You know? Yeah. My grandpa always say, if you used to chicken slop, of course you're going to be happy with chicken shit. He got them. My grandpa said for days. Yes. Uh, Jordan said, at this rate, I don't, I don't know if Biden, Kamala, even win the Democratic nomination for 2024. Ain't nobody. Like, your own people not even fucking with you. Because one term, because let me tell you something. The Democrats, not even, the Democrats, I don't think, would you feel me? The Democrats would figure out a way to try to get out of the due process of saying, well, because you are in, you automatically get it like, oh, no, nah, we're going to remake the policy. We're going to, we, we need to go back to the board and re- do, do a group meeting. Because all right, right now, I feel like, well, me knowing what I know about politics, I think that Democrats and Republicans agree that Jimmy Carter's presidency was some shit. Mm. Like that's what I recognize. That regardless of what part of are you from, you recognize that Jimmy Carter's presidency was some shit. Yeah, so it was like he was like a placeholder. It was like a placeholder. Like he was exactly. Just, so the fact that yeah. people on both sides of the aisle comparing Biden's presidency to Jimmy. Yeah. I, but you know what? Like I say, and and before I get to that, the, the second part of this conversation, um, I blame all the motherfuckers who didn't vote in 2016. God damn it. Listen, if y'all would have learned early on, nah, fuck it. Let me get on this soapbox real quick. I don't give a fuck. Y'all did this. Niggas could have at least said we elected a woman. Nah, we had to prove the patriarchy so much that we had to elect the worst possible motherfucker just to elect the white man version <laughs> of the woman that niggas chose not to elect yeah 
Let's talk about it though, real quick. Uh, <laughs> Tango web we have woven. Niggas was so mad. Oh, and this is after Obama. Think about it. Obama was was like he changed the game, right? This is a, niggas was so mad about a celebrity president that they saw a white woman. Like, okay, we could elect a woman. You feel me? And and the most misogynistic, you know what I'm saying? Like the the mentor mother yeah. grab them by the you know what I'm saying them two versus them two niggas said <laughs> like, think about it though think about it versus them two niggas said emails niggas said she's a liar versus them two then had to deal with four years of bullshit just to turn back around and be like well we'll elect the white man version of her against the same nigga it happened it did. I'm still defending my decision not to vote. I live in California. I didn't need to. <laughs> um, to be clear. Hey, I just want to put that in I, I live in Oklahoma and goddamn well, the no. whole state is red both times. Listen, I yeah. get that. Uh, swing states, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck ever. I get it. I just <laughs> but, but I definitely, I will never, like, I, I'm not going to let niggas live down the fact that niggas chose not to vote. That's what I was cracking up about. I'm not going to let niggas live down the fact that niggas chose not to vote when they could have broke the the glass ceiling. We could have did something like, man, a woman president. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, but that, I mean, the United States don't really want that. You know, when you look at the women who are at odds with other women about things as simple as the bodies that they share and the similarities. That's true. That's true. Right. They know. Yeah. You start to recognize that the electorate itself is divisive and not nearly as straight like what does it mean to the woman vote what is a black vote what is a latino vote we recognized before found out before that cubans and peruvians and they don't think about shit the same way mexicans do and all mexicans don't think about the shit the same way do because some of them like you should have came right white some of them like listen i'm out here doing what i like so (laughs) right 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 you know this what you get this what y'all melting pot looking ass niggas get for (laughs) trying to shake and stir us all together because now everybody got their own little iteration for what they're trying to do and it's your fault didn't Hillary lose the white woman vote? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. White white women, pretty much white women gave Trump. I told y'all white on white violence. Y'all know what y'all know what I stand on. Y'all know what I preach about. That's that white on white violence. They ain't got nothing to do with us. But it's at the same time though. Like so I you know, we're not blaming it. Anyway, anyway. Let's get into the last question. That was I I do that right. Let's get into the last question before we get into the uh the uh ask the chop up. Uh what can she do? What can she do? What can she influence? What can she say? Where can she show up to make it be like this second that, you know, we're going into halftime, coming out in the second half, you know what I'm saying? Like, what can Kamala do to be like, okay, I can see you at my president? George, because I know what I, I know what mine is. I just, I just, I just know that I can, I can name a lot of shit. She can, you feel me? Like, really, she can legalize weed. Niggas would be on her. <laughs> you feel me? Like, she can, she can federally try to figure out some type of way to work her jelly and finesse the legalization of marijuana. That will help her out. I think, me personally, though, that she was able to run on a whole bunch of promises towards black people, specifically black women, and they had a whole fucking plan called the Lift Every Voice and Scene plan. Yeah. They acknowledge disparities in education. Hey, you childish for keep calling it the lift every voice. <laughs> it's the lift every voice play, but I guess <laughs> but we know why they named it that because yeah, right, 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 right. 
But what I'm saying, but that's why you childish for that. That's why, hey, but all I'm saying is there were a lot of great promises that was made in this plan. What I'm saying is that they could take a percentage of those things and make them real, actualize them. Yeah. I think that black people, and not, not only black people, I think that a lot of Democrats, liberals, left-leaning motherfuckers would go out there and, you know what I'm saying, put that battle out. But right now, right now, though, nigga, it's a no. <laughs> all right i, I want to do something real quick i want to bounce back to two comments before i answer the question of what she can do van says nah fam hillary super predator clinton did get elected because those same red racists are misogynist too and niggas weren't going for their weak ass hot sauce in a bag argument so it is some levels and layers there to how hillary didn't yeah. he did she didn't put the ball in the hoop um in a lot of ways and then paul winston said there would have been a significant difference oh, in the I federal guess. judges and scotus with lifetime appointments if nothing else so that's the other side of it though like we get it niggas is offended super super predator this super predator that but look at where we are now where the trump yeah. administration will be able to be deemed successful not in a general objective sense because we know he's trash but in terms of securing the mission executing the strategy getting judges and stuff set up his presidency Gorsuch, for, for, Gorsuch. For Kavanaugh, and what's the uh, lady name? Uh, 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 Amy Barrett, Coney Barrett. Uh, Coney Barrett. Yeah. Three of them. Three of them mm-hmm. things in Rodney the Mark. highest court of the land. When you talk about that, oh, yeah. that nigga didn't just pack the courts. One in every seven federal uh, judge is a Trump appointee. Yeah. So One in every it's, seven. It's three Supreme to- Court justices. What is wrong with y'all? I just I just wanted to point that out because it's good comparative, you know what I'm saying, kind of conversations happening. Now, in terms hey. of what she could do, let's go back to that part because George was not wrong. Take a piece or a fraction of the lift every voice and sing uh plan and <laughs> make it Stop real. Disrespecting these people paperwork. Stop disrespecting these people paperwork. And sing, baby. You got to sing too. <laughs> Period. But I think that one thing that she could do that will win even more support, not even Democrat support, but will really change and adjust how she is understood by the people and her forward thinking, forward movement orientation toward a new America is to get Joe Biden to sign an executive order to uh, give student debt relief, right? If we look at the one thing that we need right now in this country. It is the anticipation of more money being made, moving and circulated without new money being printed. And that is in the hand of our generation. Student loans is beating everybody's ass. I'm on the, the light end and I don't have an expectation of paying these loans off ever in my life. I have other things that I aspire to do. Unless <laughs> I hit a ching ching and then we can go ahead and just get that off our back, whatever it is, logically, obviously. But outside of that, I have no intention on paying these loans. That being well, said- Oh yeah, yeah, I never be broke. Listen, if she can push and be the person who get the finger pointed at her like she inspired Joe Biden to recognize his authoritative right as a president to work and activate his exo powers, his executive order powers, because I'm pretty sure that's been the lie that he can't do it, that it has to be on the agenda. You see, it didn't make it to the spending bill that they're talking about now for the deficit. That never even made it, let alone them. So that's something that they arguing about. They're not even thinking about student debt. They, 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 they can't wait for us to start paying that shit back in February because the government's broke. They can they they really not finna forgive it now because they mm-hmm. want to regenerate that income coming in. So it's far away from it passing through any uh Congress, any any Senate. It's just not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So the only way it's gonna get passed is through executive order, we which he has the option to do. 
if, if she can get him to go ahead and step up to the plate, handle that, and get the credit for that on his way out because we know he's not running again, I'll think about it. Yeah, he's not running again. I made fun of Donald Trump for saying Donald Trump only wants to do this presidency so he can have a check off the bucket list for the for the things that his old white ass want to do. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is giving me those giving me those vibes. The, he's, he's a career politician. He Man, makes, listen. I just want to be able. You know what? I don't care. I don't care how good I do at the job. I just want to be able to say I had the opportunity. I had the job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what yeah. I have to at this point. It's like Joe Biden presidency, but I am the president though. What George is saying is that Joe Biden is the rebound. Uh, I have a toxic relationship. You feel me? Like it was like I don't need to be with this motherfucker. You feel me? But I got somebody else that I could, you know, I mean, get my attention to mm-hmm. as I get over that motherfucker. But I'm not about to be with. I'm not about to be with this motherfucker for too much. Hey, time. like Drake yeah. said, you just <laughs> nothing to do, baby. It was Man. something to do, and it's nothing to do. You feel me? That's all. That's all Joe Biden is a quick run through. Like, yeah, we. I'm gonna move on. Like. I, this this wasn't supposed to be all of that. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. we not we not meeting the parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think I think. And, and what I'll say, uh, actually, um, before we transition, is I mean, develop a real platform associated with criminal justice. With with, with prison reform, Progressive develop a real. You know what I'm saying? Develop a real platform around taking a look at a lot of motherfuckers that's un- that's locked up unjustly. You feel me? Like really showing people that like that's something you really give a fuck about. Like the biggest impact on black communities right now is how they are fucking policed. Like that. I, I mean, mean even outside of black communities, we are a laughing stock in terms of control order and organization as, as it relates to crime and punishment because we have the most people incarcerated per capita by a lot than any other country so it's not in any easy. other fucking country black people are the most imprisoned fucking people in the world americans are the most imprisoned people in the world so when we talk about these these kind of that's what i'm saying these kind of abolitionist reform we'll, we'll call them reformists because you know she said abolitionist if you don't get your i went too far <laughs> prison abolition is a thing and it ain't got nothing to do with Frederick Douglass no, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I understand the connection what I meant to say was reform oh, shit. when we think about prison reform we've got to kind of recognize and keep that component of that shit in mind as well. right without a doubt so I think I think developing like a real platform around you know what I'm saying doing something associated with that shit um we're going all the way. I mean, because I think I think rhetoric works on people, and it's good to have something that you can attach that shit to. You know what I mean, but just being completely absent, not being there at all. You feel me? Not having any significant statement, any significant presence. I mean, the only thing you you the tiebreaker in the Senate, but the motherfuckers you can y'all can't even get all the the Democrats to agree for you to break the tie. Yeah. <laughs> so you ain't even you 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 can't even do the thing that like the the one thing that that you could be like, can, Bam, yeah. I can decide this. Y'all can't even do that because it's two motherfuckers, Christine Cinema and uh, Joe Manchin is ain't giving y'all the opportunity to do that. I have to Google this now. I have to Google this by Toya was talking. Vice President Rose, 
other than to secede the president upon the death or resignation of the president, a vice president's only constitutional duty is to preside over the Senate. Vice presidents cannot vote in the Senate except to break a tie, nor do they press the Senate except in the senators, except with the senator's permission. So literally, it's just like bro. So she can't even she can't even do that. Joe Manchin and Christine Cinema. Like, so like okay, a black woman could break the tie in the Senate. Two white people it ain't oh, even no. making it impossible where it's a tie over bullshit. You feel me? So, like, it's it's I think it's a lot that she can still do because the bar is still very fucking low. I think Donald Trump was like a reset on what we find acceptable, and that's the only reason that Joe Biden was a viable candidate for presidency. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, something to keep in mind is too, like the timeline. Like you saying, it's just so much presidency left. Believe it or not, we just voted for these people in November. They just got sworn in in January, February, February, January, January 20th or something like that. Um, Four years since being sworn in, and we've just lived a lot of life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They haven't. They they just haven't had a chance to get to any of these line items. I'm not making excuses for them. I just, you know, objective understanding about what the hell is going on is a lot to be seen over the next three years or so. So, I mean, but you better show the best parts of it before 2022 because this midterms is about to eat you for lunch. And I can't wait to start really seeing people rid their heads so we can start talking about a lot of that because it's about to get juicy. What I'm anticipating by the time we get to the presidential elections, this is going to be 97 candidates on both sides trying to run for president. Remember when it was 53,000, like 23 Democrats? This about to be, this about to be 97,000 Republicans because they all want to beat Donald Trump and then everybody want to beat this uh, this administration and think they got a better idea and a better or- orientation. So the field is about to be broad for that and it's about to be mind-numbing and disgusting. Hey, Joe Biden and is that American so politics is broke. Again. Hmm? Joe Biden doing so bad that if I was at the age requirement, I fuck around and throw my hat in over there at the Republican Party. Ooh, like, shit, I, I, I got a couple years for I can get in the game. 2024, fuck with me. This is my second plug for a designated survivor because they are the... Listen, I love the show. But also, they play clearly, with the idea. <laughs> clearly. Well, no, I'm about to make a point, though. Um, but they play with the idea for the first time of like realistically having a, a third party. You know what I'm saying? Like really having an independent president because as the designated survivor, I don't think I'm giving away too much by saying it, he, he, he does his job as an independent. And that presents itself with a lot of interesting obstacles and things to navigate. I just wish that we could break out of this two-party system thing. I don't want it to happen the way that it had to happen on the show. I'm not saying that. But I would love for us to get an opportunity. Don't say that. You had CIA, FBI, to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that at all. But what I would love to see is an option for people who are tired, who are sick, who are over it, who are disenchanted, who are unplugged, who are waiting for another opportunity because they may be buying to voting as meaningful because they get that it has implications now, like judges and shit. So, like, they want to be in the mix, but they don't want to have to deal with and vote for the bullshit they're being offered. Like, I really, in an ideal world, we would get there. But we shall see. With that being said, because I know I could, we could, we could, we could talk about that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's not the time or place for that. Um, I wanted to give a couple minutes. You know what I'm saying? Because we are past the, the the hour mark. You feel me? Uh, well, really, actually, you know what I mean. We we we've been cooking. We'll let y'all go. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna keep y'all too. We ain't gonna keep y'all too. We ain't gonna cook y'all too much longer, but oh, we do have to. We do have to talk about what's coming up this week. 
What's coming up this week, though? Toya, hmm? what's going down this week? Nothing. Working. Doing a little of this. Little. I'm just playing. Thursday night, me and Vance uh, in the comments, the homie, uh, friend of the show, fan of the show, are going to have a debate about Black folk getting the COVID vaccine, right? Like I yes. just mentioned earlier, a lot of people looking at Colin Powell like, you're still dying. Why would I do that, right? And I still stand by my argument to that. That despite the variants, despite the deaths of people who have been vaccinated, breakthrough cases, so on and so forth, just go ahead and get that shot. So we're going to have that conversation on like Thursday night at 730 uh, Pacific. So whatever time in your time zone, 930, so on and so forth, we really going to try to get close to being on time. We try not to be late and lag with that. So we're going to jump on here and get this thing rolling for y'all. So make sure you plug in. Uh, it's going to be structured. It's going to be formatted. It's going to be a controlled kind of exchange, right, so that we can really get to the heart of the issue, talk about some things, and move through it. So it ain't going to be all night, um, but it'll give both of us a chance to lay some arguments out, uh, to ask each other some questions, and to hopefully uh, inspire you all one way or another to either continue on with the decisions you're making, whether that be get the shot or not, or it could potentially change your mind, get the shot or not. But these are the types of conversations that are valuable uh, between Black folk. Um, and, you know, this is what the chop up is all about. This is what it means to chop it up, right? To go back and forth. And, you know, you know, our, you know, our background as debaters. So we're just about to bring it to you. That's that. Yeah. So shout out to Vance, though. The chop up show back Black people vaccine debate will be this week, this Thursday. Uh, like Toya said, at 7 30 uh, Pacific, that's 10 30 uh, uh, Eastern. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know I apologize to my East Coast folk. We'd be late. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, but we're going to try to get that in on time. We're going to want to hear from y'all, hear y'all opinion. I ain't really doing like the winner. Are, are we doing like a winner or a loser thing? And not really. Just we just checking out the vibe from the chat. The, a winner or loser thing? Are we just checking out the vibe? I mean, we this, typically don't, so I don't want to break form or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. just, you know, express right, yourselves right. in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about who you think is winning or losing. We're not going to take an official vote or nothing like that, but right, I want, right. we want to hear. Right, I, just, I, get, just get the vibe. We want to know yeah. which, I, which I felt, which I felt. So, I didn't take it losses uh, before. I ain't sure. To, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan let, me, let me tell you something, though, fam. Ain't nobody on the show getting paid by nobody to talk about nothing in terms of the vaccine. You feel me? Like, we these people that love information, not misinformation, but accurate information. George, George, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, niggas, like, it's, it's, it's comments like that, bro, to where it's just like, yeah, we're getting paid to spread it. All right, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that wasn't for him. Like, like the person that made that comment, it wasn't for them. It's people that's watching it, watching the show. They might yeah. come to the conclusion being like, they talk about the vaccine. They nah, get Jonathan, Jonathan, they corrected themselves. Not us, the anti-vaxxers. They spread uh, the disinformation. I'm about, I'm about to be like, hey, fam. I'm about to, I'm about to, I, I, I ain't come crazy though. That's why I'd be like, hey, now. Yeah, man. yeah. Hey, I, I was about to come crazy, but you know, we just had a wild week. Like I said, the Dave Chappelle shit. The Dave Chappelle shit had yeah. niggas about to pop off. I'm ready, like, fuck the, I'm in the comments. What's up? Hey. I'm on all the smoke. And I'm about to hate to be painting too after this and be like, so the people that say you agree with Dave Chappelle, and we missed the point. How come you ain't mad about him getting the vaccine? <laughs> 90% of people that, 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 that agree with Dave Chappelle 
is against vaccines. And they opened up the show. We're talking about getting the vaccine. I mean, but you know what the answer is? His body, his choice. That's what they love to run to. We, we can have, we, I mean, listen, we don't Let's not do it. Let's not do it. Yeah, let's not do it. Let's not do it. I, I, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Uh, to answer Stephanie's question, yes, it's going to be on this page. So make sure you come back right here. Anonymous came at us and said, we're going to get started around eight. We rebuked that. Um, <laughs> and this is going to be a good time. You know what I'm saying? So make sure y'all plug in. Make sure y'all here. 730 Pacific, um, 930 Central. Um, Vance, big love. You already know what it is before we get down. Um, uh, and hold on. It'll be, it'll be hosted by the Conscious League. It will. It'll be hosted by the it Conscious will. League. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Um, and this is after conscious conversations on Wednesday night. So y'all make sure conscious conversation. Y'all really got a lot a week with us. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of conversations with us. You're gonna uh, spend we... some nights with a chop up show. Y'all hung around the night. Then y'all gonna tap in on Wednesday with Lee for conscious conversations, 9 30 Central Time, right? And then you're gonna come back Thursday. You're gonna watch this debate about this vaccine between me and Vance on Thursday. So just put us in, tell people about us since you're gonna be here. Might as well tell your people to pull up where you at. Because uh, it's a chop up party. Uh, it's Toya G. It's the consciously. It's the political plug. And we bring you your content all week long. So don't for sure. Me. For sure. Hey, so y'all stay tuned. Uh, y'all definitely make sure y'all subscribe to the Instagram at the chop up show. Subscribe to the YouTube page if you're on the consciously page at the chop up show. If you're on the YouTube page for the chop up, go to subscribe to the consciously. Y'all know how that go. Uh, anything else that need to be said? That's everything. I hear my son crying. So let's go ahead and end the show the same day we do. We start the show. We out of this day. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Little penny when I drive. In the city.